0: I do want to mention before this podcast starts, it has topics over drugs and self-harming. Hey everyone, welcome back to First of All. Today I have a special guest, Lexi Hernandez. Hello. She is my sister. And today we're going to talk about mental health. But before we get started, we want to talk about a cute little thing that people do. They change the C and the B interchangeably. So, instead of saying cookies, they say bookies. Instead of crazy, they say crazy. (laughs) And so, like, see, what has gotten you mad about this? Is that it's kids from the suburbs that do this shit. It's like, okay,
1: y'all act like y'all are crips and bloods. And you're like, oh, I can't say the B because I'm a (laughs) crip. Like, you were born and raised in Farmer's Branch. Yeah. Like, what? Like what stop that? Like let me let me introduce you to a real crip or a real blood and have you say that in front of them and have them smack you the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like knock some sense into you. Stop using it. Say crazy if it's crazy. It's crazy. It's not brazy. What's gonna be brazy is my bullet
0: brazing you. <laughs> uh, Alright, now that she got that off her chest. <laughs> <laughs> Enough for my TED talk. <laughs> okay, so talking about mental health, one of the first questions is Let's talk about the start of our mental health journey. Okay. So, Lexi. Yeah, you go first. No, no, no. You're you're my guest. You go first. (laughs) You're my guest. (laughs) I'm your home. (laughs) Okay. So, what was the question? Let's talk about the start of our mental health journey.
1: (sighs) Okay. Well, my start of my mental health journey, that started in middle school. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that now as a 24-year-old 4 year old going, 20, going on to 25, I'm barely now like somewhere like a safe place in my mental health journey. Like I'm okay with talking about certain things that I wasn't okay talking about. Or I'm like, okay, I need to take a step back when I need to take a step back and take care of myself. Because back then I, I didn't take care of myself. I was like, what is mental health? You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't know what that meant. I meant. I thought mental health, and mental health issues where people who have it like severely like de- mm. had to take medicine for depression and stuff like that. Yeah. When mental health in reality is everything is in the, is anxiety is you stressing about something that you don't even have to stress about. It's little things like that. And it's not just like hardcore stuff like depression or being institutionalized for mental health. Mm-hmm. But for me, my mental health journey, like I said, started in middle school. I'm doing better with it now. It's like what a decade of me working
0: on my mental health. Mm hmm. And I feel like it took longer because I didn't have professional help. So when it started in middle school, what was that like? Like, what were you doing? What were you saying? What were you thinking? Uh, Okay, so we're gonna expose me. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: in middle school, I remember telling mommy like I didn't feel right in my head. Like I didn't like I would see or hear things, or I would feel like I was depressed. You know. And in seventh grade, you know, there's kids in school who were, like, popping pills. And am like, oh, I felt happy when I popped this pill. And I took some pills. Mm-hmm. And it was like nobody ever knew. Like, I was doing it at home. And nobody ever knew. And that's when I was happy. But then I messed with my mental health more because when I was not taking them, I was an angry person. And I was, like, violent. And I just didn't want to be bothered with. I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't, I didn't even want to be with my own family. Mm-hmm. like i struggled with that a lot and i just got worse as i got older because i dabbled in other things <clears> that i thought would help me be happy and help me not face the truth of my reality
0: mm-hmm. so yeah so when did you i don't know when did you kind of did you know what you were doing was wrong or did you just like You didn't want to think about it so that you wouldn't feel guilty about whatever you're doing.
1: I didn't think about it I didn't want to feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Like a part of me knew like, that's not right. Like you should, yeah, you're down, but that's not going to help. And once you're out of it, that's going to, you're going to feel worse. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, whatever, for the time being, I'm okay, I'm happy. And that's what I'm going to do to keep being happy. Mm -hmm. And I just ignored it until, yeah, I got too much one day. I was that's why I told you, like, I relate to Demi Lovato a lot, because it wasn't until I, I felt like I was overdosing, and my son was in the next room, and I was like, Lord, please don't let me overdose. Like, please don't let me die. My son's in the next room,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's going to hate me if I die, because he's going to know that I was doing that, and that's how I went, mm-hmm. instead of, oh, your mom is coming home from work, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why I was like, you know what? Lord, if you help me... I'm not ever going to touch this ever again. Mm. And I'm going to come to you because I I should have faith in you to help me through those hard times, to help me get my mental stability back. Mm. And that's what, that's what got me like, you know what, Lexi, this was wrong all along and this is when you need to stop. Mm. So I
0: stopped. How did you get like rid or how did you deal with the people who were around you? That did those things
1: i still had them around me but like i said i prayed about it so i felt like i was stronger in the sense that i could say no even i could still hang out with those people mm-hmm. but i could say no and i'd be fine and they weren't friends that were like oh do it you need to do it when i told them i, I want to stop like this is what happened they're like oh shit no don't do it like i'm not gonna stop but i'm not gonna bring it around you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like okay that's fine they <clears throat> wouldn't even talk about it around me but, yeah, it was more of a – it wasn't even, like, peer pressure. It was just me. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I didn't ha- – people around me could do whatever they wanted and I'd be fine because I'd never been one to be peer pressured.
0: Was there ever a point where you're, like, if you were in a bad head – you know, med – oh, my God. <laughs> if you were in a bad head space, <laughs> would you be like, why did I stop?
1: Yeah, there are some – even now – when I get really bad, because I really do get those days that I don't even want to get out of bed. I'm like, maybe maybe if I had this, I'd be like, I had motivation. Mm -hmm. But no, like I said, I think about Sammy and I'm like, that's my motivation. Mm -hmm. That him right there is my motivation. And the fact that, something Lydia always says is the fact that God let me open up my my eyes this morning.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. I'm alive because God let me wake up this morning. Mm-hmm. I can move, I can talk, I can breathe, I can do it for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, I don't need it. Because I know that that's, you know, us being raised Christian, that's why I'm like, no, that's the devil telling me you need it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I really have to fight it some days. So I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah. And that's why I took up running a lot, because when I did want to do that, I would go running.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if I want to do it again, I would push myself. My life would be burning. And I'm like, no, I'd rather feel this burn than feel any of that.
0: Nose burns. <laughs> like nose burns. Yeah, get nosebleeds. That's funny. So for me, I it also started middle school. There were people who just bullied me because I don't know why. I was dating this guy. He was my first boyfriend, and he really wanted to like peer pressure me into having sex. I told him no not only did he want to peer pressure me into having sex but he wanted me to have kids with him in sixth grade and i said obviously no anyway so three months pass. he ends up breaking up with me going with this girl who let's see who wanted to do that <laughs> and i was like you know whatever and I was just kind of like a really angry person. Growing up, a lot of people bullied me. And so fifth grade, I kind of started standing up for myself. I would hit people, they said anything dumb that, you know, carried on to sixth grade. So I would still hit people. And obviously I shouldn't have, cause that's like never the answer <laughs> to hit people. And one day I remember uh, I was trying to hug my friend and she flinched. And I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even hug a friend cause they're gonna think I'm gonna hit them. And so I'm like, I don't want them to like feel that way. I feel like a monster at this point. And so then I just like started self-harming because I felt that if I can physically deal with that pain for that second, I emotionally don't have to feel whatever I will feel for the rest of the day. And so that, you know, went on for a few years. Um but when he broke up with me, that was my first like heartache. And <laughs> <laughs> Ignore that. <laughs> that was my first heartache and i remember i thought that was like the end of the world mm-hmm. and ma's like listen it's gonna keep happening because like that's just life and like now that i'm older i completely understand that like you're gonna get heartbroken by a lot of people or maybe by none depending on your look <laughs> yeah but uh so i mean obviously i was younger i was like 12 or 11 and i was like no like this is like the end of my world like this is it and I remember I would like cut more or I would I remember one time you and her were gonna go to the store Mm -hmm. and so I was alone and so I grabbed a knife and I went to the restroom and locked the door in the dark and I pushed the knife towards my wrist and I was just like crying on the floor and then I was like man like you're gonna kill yourself for people who won't even care that you die yeah (laughs) you know like what point are you trying to prove And so I obviously didn't do it, put the knife back. Didn't tell anyone about that for the longest time. Um, And then when we got baptized when we were in 8th grade, that's when I stopped cutting. Well, that was part of the reason. I think I stopped cutting in 7th grade because the cuts got so bad that my best friend was like, if you keep going, I'm going to tell your mom. And that scared me. I was like, ooh, (laughs) I'm more scared of my mother than death. (laughs) So, (laughs) what?
1: Not to cut you off, yeah. but
0: like,
1: not saying that, oh, now you understand, like, oh, you had to go through it. But I don't know if you remember when we were really depressed when that happened with daddy and I was cutting. I was like eight years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you like, went and told mommy and I got the beating of my lifetime. Yeah. And then when, you, like, I found this out earlier, like later on about you, I was so angry with you. Yeah. I could hide things pretty well. So can I? No, you couldn't. No, I mean not the cutting. Well, that's because I didn't. I didn't think my own sister would I me. Up, but like you did it for a good reason, because you love me. You yeah. know, you were scared for me. But yeah. I just wish that. And I know it's hard, but I, I just wish you would have came to me.
0: Yeah, but then you would have manipulated me. Let's be real. Because that's what sisters do. You know? Yeah. Like, if we do it again, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's i mean way, yeah I, I don't yeah. know if you've stopped at that point i feel like you probably still continued after she beats you i don't know i mean well, yeah i have like scars and stuff yeah you can tell that are not healed
1: yeah well, they're healed but like they're healed but like, yeah. healed but
0: like yeah but yeah so once my friend told me that i stopped and then i was so depressed like i just couldn't really understand my feelings i couldn't really deal with everything And then once I got into eighth grade we got baptized and I honestly felt like I was reborn again. And it's not trying to sound like cheesy or cliche. Yeah. But like that's I felt so much lighter. And so ever since then I was like maybe two thousand thirteen, I hadn't cut for the longest time, for like six years. And then twenty nineteen in the fall, I was so used to depending on other people to make me happy. Like friends and Everything in between, and so once I started notice that friends weren't doing things for me that I would do for them, it would just make me so upset, and so then I just started cutting again for like five months, I think from like October to January, February twenty twenty, and so I ended up stopping because I found just like a little bit of happiness in that point, and then Daddy and was about to die from COVID grandma died from COVID. And I remember I told myself like if you can make it through this time without cutting, you don't ever need to do it again. Yeah. Like this is the point where quote unquote you should be cutting because you're so depressed and yeah. so stressed out. So if you don't do it now, then you're set for life. Yeah. yeah And so I had it and it was about to be a year and then I ended up doing it again this year. Mm. Uh I think in February or I can't remember. But I did it again because a particular person in my life just made me mad. And it was to the point where I just didn't care. And as soon as I did it, I felt so bad. And I was like, bro, all that year went to a waste just because you did it right now. Just because your emotions. And so I haven't done it since then. I've tried to be stronger. Obviously, I pray about it because anytime I'm, I'm upset or anytime I'm mad or overwhelmed, I think about it i'm like i want to do it so i always have to pray and always have to say like hey like please take this temptation from me yeah as soon as i recognize that i want to do it let me do something else yeah you know and distract myself yeah and so i'm always in prayer for that because obviously it's like something that's not that easy to just get over i have a lot of feelings (laughs) and so whenever you know you get like that, you just kind of have to, like, take a step back and say, like, well, what is upsetting me? Why am I upset? I really try to, like, figure out my feelings so that I could deal with it better than just bottling them up and them getting, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's what people, like, don't under- But that's the thing, too, because, like, some people go through stuff like that, like depression and stuff like that, just because there's something going on in their life. And others, is because it's genetic, you know, yeah. like you have a long line of depression in your family. And then that adds to your just feeling regularly depressed. Like some people could feel depressed and say, oh, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. They're just feeling sad. Mm-hmm. But people who are like, have it genetically, they're just like depressed and they're legit depressed. And they, they're they not depressed. They're, they can't tell you what they're depressed about. They're just depressed. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is hard. Because you do resort to that, and you do resort to other things, and like I couldn't even—I was telling John, like I, even at work, I would buy ecstasy just to be able to work because I wanted to feel happy. Like I was not happy. I was doing the most. I was working. I was going to school. And my son, I felt like everything was like fell on me, mm-hmm. and that was my only escape. And then I was like, you know what? No, like I need to, I need to not do that because that obviously that led to other. Shit that was way worse, you know? And I'm like, no, like I need to I need to deal with that. That's something that people also need to realize that people who express their feelings or are in tune with their emotions, that's not a weakness. Weakness for me is you bottling it up. Mm-hmm. Is you not reaching out, is you not saying, Hey, I'm a human being, mm-hmm. and today I feel sad, mm-hmm. or today I feel angry. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to feel it's just not okay to react a certain way to mm-hmm. how you're feeling in w- which is that is self-harming mm-hmm. self-medicating or harming others yeah. like me always getting into fights in school and getting expelled and suspended and because i was just an angry person mm-hmm. and i just fought for everything you could look at me, you could step on my shoes the slide is like ready to fight. Why the hell are you stepping on my shoe? Just because I was mentally not okay. Mm-hmm. And I was not okay. I've gotten into so many fights that could have been avoided mm-hmm. just because of my
0: own mental stability. Instability. Uh, the <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> so let go. The Okay, so a question is when should someone seek help? Mm, I feel like
1: now that I've, like, been through my journey, I feel like you should seek help anytime you're feeling too, like, I don't know what too sad is for somebody. Mm-hmm. But you know yourself. Yeah. So if you know you're getting to the point where you're getting depressed and not just, I'm um, just feeling a little down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Seek help. Seek for help. If you have thoughts that you know aren't regular or you, thoughts that you feel like you can't share with somebody else mm-hmm. or actions that you do that you feel like you can't share for, with somebody else, seek help.
0: Yeah, I feel like if you really think about life or death. Yeah, exactly. I think at that point you need to.
1: And not life or death, but you're not really caring mm-hmm. if you're alive or dead. Mm-hmm. That is when you should really seek help. Because that means you're already questioning your whole existence and the, the reason why you're even here. Like you're saying, why am I here? I don't need to be here. That's when you need to really. Because you do need to be here. You, and Like the people that like I've lost to suicide. Mm-hmm. They probably felt like nobody would miss them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they had all these people that came and, like, were like, damn, we missed you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, we were really, and they share all these pictures. And th- but that's the thing, like, that's why you need to seek help because those people are too depressed to see that people care about them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to see that there are people who are there for them. And some people just think that people don't care about them because they're too busy in their own life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I know it's cliche when people are like, Tell the people around you that you love them or tell them, hey, but I do that like with my friends. We cannot talk for like a week. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I love you. I miss you. I know we're both doing life right now. Mm -hmm. But I just
0: want you to know that I'm here for you. Yeah. I do that with my friends. I try to, at least to say. Yeah. Because I know how I feel if my friends don't check up on me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and it makes me mad. Again, it's like this whole cycle. I'm like, okay, why aren't they checking up on me? I don't like that. You know, if it was them, I would be checking up on them. Like when grandma died, I'm not trying to bash my friends. Mm-hmm. And again, we all have lies, but a lot of them didn't, they weren't there for me. Yeah. But now that I'm, you know, wiser, I kind of like that they weren't there for me because it was just me and God. Yeah, it gave me time to reflect and really go through it. And... Mm-hmm. and not depend on someone Yeah. to distract me or to make me feel better or to make me feel happy. It was literally just me and God. He was the source of my happiness, and so that's I. That's when I felt like I truly grew spiritually, personally, and whatever type of way can grow. That's something that helped me out in a weird way. So yes, check on your friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I told Lydia. That's funny. Like I told Lydia like this past Saturday, like not to make this like super religious because your listeners might not be religious. Right. You know, I'm not trying to like you know, push anything on anybody, but that goes back to, like, I don't know how people cope with not having mm-hmm. a belief, you know, like God.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. when I, because I, I, I when I was struggling with mental health, I was like, if there's a God, why is there this? Or if there's a God, why is there evil in the world? And mm-hmm. why am I feeling like this? When in reality, there's a God because of that. Because where mm-hmm. there's good, there's evil. Mm-hmm. And he's going to give us that, yeah, he's going to put us through something, but that's where he's testing you to go to him to have faith in him Mm -hmm. to say lord i'm human but i'm your kid and i'm here and i'm sad or i need your help right now i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what's
0: going on Mm -hmm. yeah that's when me and my friend actually had a conversation about like last weekend i forgot when she was like well why would god allow me to go through this and i was like well, he allows us to go through it, but he doesn't promise that being a Christian is gonna be easy, yeah, if anything, being a Christian is going be yeah, because the devil wants you to move away from God, yeah, you know, and I told her, I'm like, but what God did promise us is that he'll never leave us. He promised to always be there with us when yeah. we're going through a hard time, and so I think when some people start kind of understanding that that Being a Christian doesn't mean it's going to be easy and you get your way. Yeah. Like, not at all. Yeah. It's just about faith and he's going to test your faith to see what's genuine. And that's what I learned last year or within the last year. But, um, But, yeah. So, the last question is, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned as far as taking care of yourself and your mental health? It's not selfish
1: to take care of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People will say, oh, you're selfish because you rather... Or going back to friends, like, I don't want to go out today because I just don't. Mm-hmm. Because I want to stay home because I'm having a day where I'm feeling down. And I am going to do whatever I want to do that helps me feel better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I feel like that's what I've learned. I've learned that yourself is really... Because you can't give anybody and you can't even give yourself your best self if you're not taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you going to go and be like, oh, I'm this person and come back home. But you're like, damn, I just put on a show because I haven't been taking care of myself. I've been focusing on everybody else around me and helping them when I haven't been helping myself, nor have they been helping me. Yeah. And yourself is really all you got. So take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Mm-hmm. that's the only body you have Yeah. so take care of yourself
0: yourself is the biggest thing that I've <laughs> learned from my journey yeah mine definitely I've learned to say no regardless yeah. of what it is I'm like you know what I need to take time for myself like you said mm-hmm. if I feel like hey you want to do it for me I really don't want to do it for you and I know that's kind of like selfish yeah. but I don't yeah. care like it, it is what it is um so definitely saying no, setting boundaries and telling people to respect those boundaries yeah. is important because they told us, hey, the, these are my boundaries. We have to respect that and go by that, too. Um Don't depend on people for your happiness. I said that in the last podcast. Yeah. Like, really, you have to find happiness within your own self. I obviously I'm a Christian, so I find happiness with God. But, you know, when God gives me peace in my heart, that's when I feel good. And I mean, that's just kind of it, really. But
1: going off of what you said, like, boundaries. And that's boundaries with everybody. Not just adults or young adults. That's what kids, if kids tell you they have a boundary, because mm-hmm. there's some kids that are in tune with their emotions and are in tune with what's going around them and mm-hmm. what how, what they do to feel happy. Like, for Sam, like with Sammy, for instance, like, he um he'll tell me hey you're stepping into my boundary or hey i'm angry right now i want to be left alone or Mm. hey i'm sad right now mommy i want to be with you like i don't want to be alone Mm. so boundaries with everybody is what i really learned too and what i'm trying to teach my kid the little grown man -man. yeah a little (laughs) grown man my little 40 year old trapped in a seven year old's body yeah does that make sense does make sense? Four-year-old a forty-year-old trapped in oh. a seven-year-old. <laughs> I'm like four-year-old. Four- no, <laughs> even at four years old, he was like an eight-year-old man.
0: He was. <laughs> he has like an old soul. Weirdly, he does. All right, guys. So that is the end of our podcast. Thank you for listening. um We hope to give you more content soon. And last time, I missed up my outro. so i'm gonna try to be better this time so thank you kings and queens or thank you queens and kings because some people are like why do they go first all the time it doesn't matter but thank you Bye. bye